episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at Theater in the Now, and visit theaterinthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. It was a fast-paced premiere episode, but Drag Race Holland is off to the races. Did it live up to the hype? Did it surpass expectations? We'll find out. It's time to break it all down today, and joining me to do so is Shayvay. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Um, very much missing everyone and everything, but <laughs> trying to make the most of things. Yeah, um, so I'm currently recording in Mawa, New Jersey, because I am visiting my mom yet again. Where are you in the world? I'm also with my mom. Isn't it so fun to be adults and be with our parents? No. No, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm actually in rural Ohio, which is where I grew up. Okay, so does that mean you, by blood, are an Ohio State aficionado? Um, my mom has her doctorate from Ohio State, mm-hmm. so yes, but mm-hmm. I don't like the sports ball so no that's fair. that's fair my brother went to michigan so it's just the thing that's in the air in my house yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah so i'm i'm we're recording we watched drag race holland we're going to talk about drag race holland um yet another international um series from the franchise what were your initial thoughts Okay, so I'm coming to this conversation as someone who doesn't really watch the show in general. Mm -hmm. So I don't have much frame of reference to it or how it compares to the other ones. Um, So I was mostly just watching for the drag and like critiquing people's drag. Yeah. But as a show, I kind of like, I don't know if there's too many girls, but I didn't get the like reality drama no, I don't know if it was how long the episode was or if what it was. It just went by so fast and so much was thrown at us. Well, because I like set aside an evening. I was like, I'm going to watch this tonight. And then I was like, oh, that was it. And then yeah. I also, and I still was like, who are these girls? What are their personalities? One of them has a beard. That's it. What? <laughs> right, right. I mean, and that's what's interesting um, for those who have watched uh, Drag Race Canada. That's been um, over an hour or about an hour, a little over an hour, some episodes. Uh, Drag Race UK, same thing. This was, I think, was like 49 minutes. So we like, there's yeah. 10 minutes I needed. Like, yeah. we went right through it. Yeah, because I feel like um, there's only like one moment where like they had a conversation where I could see them have like personality. I feel like the right. rest of the time it was like, boom, 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 doing things. Yeah, it, it was, it was a very much an introduction for the show to the Dutch but also a way for us to be like, we're doing everything we do in Drag Race and we're going to do it in a condensed time slot and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. It just made it so hard to like, like, I don't, like, I, like if someone asked me who my favorite was, I don't think I have one because I don't have like a connection to anyone. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Because no one was like funny or no one was catty. Like they were just like doing their job, which I guess maybe is great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we'll, we'll talk my, about my favorite um, and, and anyone who knows me will know why they're my favorite and we'll discuss it when we get to their runway. Um, but overall, I mean, as you said, you're watching it for the drag. The drag was pretty good for this show. Yeah. I was um, excited by a lot of people's looks 
Mm-hmm. A couple fell short, but um, I what was it? What was unique to me is that I felt like pretty much for the most part everyone was interesting. Yeah, like and they didn't all look like carbon copies in their drag style, which was like okay. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I, I've been trying, still trying to do my research on my end, like to learn what Dutch drag is. I'm still not getting a full answer what Dutch drag is because it's still kind of Americanized because it's drag race. Okay, but did you ever get the sense though that they were like trying to make it American? Because I felt like they would say, Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> I felt like they'd be like talking in Dutch and doing stuff, and then they would like, they knew something was a catchphrase. So they would oh, be yes. like, I have this catchphrase memorized in English. I'm going to throw it at you. Yeah, and then again, that was another interesting point is when I did the um, preview episode, um, I did my Dutch facts, and I learned that 90 to 93% of um, people in Netherlands speak English. So I was wow. like, what's the, what's the ratio going to be? And most of this episode was in Dutch. And I was actually like pleasantly happy by that because they get to have their own thing. It's not forced upon us and them. Right. I feel like sometimes too, because um, even though I don't watch the show, I know that there's been like some in every country and it kind of feels like drag imperialism a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it very mm-hmm. feels like we're kind of like colonizing places with our American drag. And I don't know how much I like that. Yeah, because, I mean, again, this, I mean, I don't know how far into um, regular Drag Race you've gotten, but it, fe- it still feels like the main show, just with the Dutch. Well, okay, so I watched season five, and wasn't the first mini-challenge the same exact? Yes, it was. I was shook, because I was like, wow, I haven't seen this show in years, and that's still what we do? Yep. Uh, I mean, it was the first time we've done this tank challenge, and I, it was one of those things where I think they're like, well, this was a lot of fun. We enjoyed it then. Let's put them in the tank again because we have a random tank available to us. I don't know. I think that they deserve their own mini challenge. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, let's let's go through it. The show begins with our host, Fred Van Leer, giving a brief history of Drag Race and RuPaul using a lot of clips from said season five and season eight. It's a lot of information we know, but it's a nice way to introduce the Dutch audience to perhaps what they may not know about the franchise. The theme song is used, um, but unlike Drag Race Canada, it's not altered, and the theme song is the one we know and love. Then we have the show artwork, which isn't Rue or Maple Leaf. We get a beautiful little windmill, um, because that's as Dutch as it gets. Um, Before we begin, I do want to make an overall uh, observation. The underscoring for every moment was all RuPaul music. It was very interesting. Um, If you got it, it makes it work, whatever. You're not paying anyone else any royalties, but it was really interesting. And there's going to be one moment later on the episode that I'm going to call out for the, the usage of RuPaul music, but... I've never wanted to not hear RuPaul music before. I did notice how it was like spliced in. Mm-hmm. I, and again, I don't know if that's like the standard, it's... but I, it really was like, if someone's going to do like the bing bing hat, yeah. like, but then like with RuPaul music. Yeah, it literally was, it, it was, it was a lot to watch, but like both times I watched it, it's like, I know this music and I know why you're doing it, but Go back to, like, actual television, please. Yeah. Also, the workroom had an unfortunate echo. I don't know if you noticed that the editors didn't really do a great job of editing around 
Um, there were a couple times where I think um, Mama Queen was not mic'd, so you heard the echo of her trying to say something. And then when they play the RuPaul message, that was completely echoed in that um, that soundstage. But interesting little things, and it's only their first episode. I'm sure they'll get better eventually. It would be interesting, though, to see their production budget versus some of the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they had money. I mean, they had a water tank, so they clearly had some money. Right, right. So what, figuring out where it all went. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go through the entrance looks and queens. We are going to start off with Abby, oh my God. Oh my God, Abby, oh my God, here. She is 25 years old from Brazil, and she is going to show you ass. Um, there are no designers listed for her look, but um, it looked like she stepped right out of the ocean with that kind of wet green hair and that sparkly metallic bikini. Yes, she was very, very hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, isn't she from like House of Mermaids or some she mermaid? She is. So, so is that part of her sense. gig? I guess so. I, uh, I'm, I'm not really sure what the full house is aside from having her in Envy Peru part of it, but maybe they all like mermaids. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because I, I did right away clock the like wet hair trend. Yes, yes, like, yes, oh, yes. okay, this is this your thing. Are you aquatic? Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. It's like, I feel like it was wet when she came to the set and then they had to do the show and they dried. <laughs> so it was not yeah. as wet as she wanted it. But I like that she used metallics as an accent. It just seems a little kind of basic for an entrance look. I, that being said, she's a mermaid. It worked. Yeah, I thought she looked super hot, but I also really felt like I could find the, all of those pieces easily and just yeah. buy them. Um, Absolutely. Um, and we've seen the crown on her in her promo look, but I, I, and I still love it. I think it's a unique little crown that she's got going on. Um, but overall, I think I'm going to give this look a boot. Yeah, I, in this context, boot. Yeah. The audience went 38% toot, 62% boot. Time for Vroom Vroom, bitches. It's Chelsea Boy, the self-created ultimate superhero. Um, and apparently Abby and Chelsea Boy know each other because they started drag together. Um, this outfit is by Aaron Von Groos, hair by Flash Wigs. Also, just a, saying out, out loud now, I apologize for mispronouncing names because I don't speak Dutch. Apologies. But um, we've seen motocross looks on the show. It's not novel to the show. Gigi Good did it last season on season 12. But damn, Chelsea Boy is giving her a run for her money because that look was very cool. That look was very, very cool. Um, the colors were great. The helmet reveal uh, to yet another wet hair look. Um, I thought it was very, very well put together. Apparently she crafted that, um, the helmet. So that's not an actual helmet. That's so cool. I love it when queens do their own yeah. stuff. Was she v- make me wonder. Big... Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I was just a very, very big fan of this look. I, I'm a big fan of Chelsea Boy. Um, who, as I said in the preview um, episode, we got all of their bios um, as the, we didn't get to meet the queens or anything. We got their bios from production. And if anyone has still read the, through them, I don't know if it's lost in translation or if they're misgendering them or what's going on. I still don't know what Chelsea Boy's pronouns are supposed to be. In drag or out of drag? Both. <laughs> Because in the, the bio, it, it literally switched from she to he within a sentence. Yeah. Um, in their bio, didn't they say something about being like a gender hybrid transformer? Mm-hmm. Yes. That, 
I liked that. <laughs> yeah. Um, they look like a queen though, but like. Right, and and that's what was kind of cool about this look because it's it's a very masculine um like facade, and then blends the genders with the once the helmet was off. So I thought I really I really like what Chelsea Boy brings. Yes. I got lesbian energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Full on. I was like, you, you see your fans. Yeah. I'm going to give this an absolute toot. Oh, toot for sure. Audience, 90% toot, 10% boot. I really want to know who those booters were. <laughs> Next up, Jeannie Jackie. Uh, look by Dung and Dirk. Hair by Princessy. Um, Princey, I apologize. The OG fish is back forever. And we are back to talking about the word fish. Yeah, I was like, I'm I'm giving a lot of slack for cultural differences too. I am, yeah. Um, I also don't know too how much of it is like they don't have the context for the word; they just know that it's a drag word. Yes, and and I I believe that um, Janie had won an award for Miss Fish or something. Um, so it's I think it, it in their culture and their drag it must be an approved word, but I know that we're slowly trying to phase it out there are still a lot of people who are using it and i'm still like i don't want to use it myself personally yeah so you don't you don't need to use it but i do wonder if you didn't have the context of the word and you just knew it in like drag right yeah so i'm giving a lot of allowances for that but i was surprised how many times they worked it in like i thought it was (laughs) so many like i thought it was just gonna be like when she came in they were like that's my catchphrase, but it was like, nope, every sentence I'm going to... Right. And, and <laughs> if they had introduced it in a way where they said, well, uh, Janie is most known for winning Miss Fish or whatever the, the crown is, the title is, fine. I get it. It's part of her persona, but that was not included. So it was just randomly put there and it was not my favorite. No. <laughs> that being said, she considers herself a very good drag queen and that attitude is going to get you the villain at it, whether you want it or not. Um, and we hear that Chelsea Boy calls her a powerhouse, but maybe not this look. I don't think this look was a powerhouse look. Is this the black one? Why am I blanking? It was obviously um, not. This was um, the non-campy leopard print. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do? was like, I she, she's very sexy. I get it. Um, it's very basic for an entrance look. I mean, leopard print is Alaska Thunderfuck approved nowadays. Um, but I was like, girl, you, I know you can do better. Um, and I wish the hair had a lot more volume. It was just very bland. Yeah, so basic, I forgot completely. I did not have a memory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I give this an absolute boot. Yep, boot. Audience went 22% toot, 78% boot. So they agree. Next up is Megan Schoenbrood. Who wants to get on their knees and confess something to her? And guess what? She will confess something to us later. She's been doing drag for six years and is a queen who likes to look like a woman and loves the illusion of, question mark, is it now a man? That whole sentence I was pulled from the subtitles. Again, I think we're going to say the translation was not what she actually was intending. And that's something I found a lot during this episode is like, I think we're just losing the translation because there's not a direct Dutch to English. Yeah, I, I'll be real. I did not actually catch that. Mm-hmm. I it probably was something that was so like ridiculous that I like was like, no, I don't need to think about this. <laughs> yeah, um, but she she did say a couple times that she likes to look like a woman. That is what drag is to her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know who designed the rest of her outfit, but I know that the foam hat was designed by a foam hobby. It was a reveal into a slutty nun. It's unique and something we'll certainly remember because I've never seen a nun on Drag Race before. Yeah, it just felt like, it felt like she was doing a runway, but this was her entrance look. Mm -hmm. Like, I yeah. really felt there was, I thought there was a category that, like, I wasn't told. Yeah, and, and that's kind of sometimes what I appreciate about an entrance look is when you're like, I don't care, I'm going big, you're going to remember me because I'm, I'm going to remember this. Yeah, I definitely, she definitely did stand out, I guess, but it, it did still feel very Halloween-y. Yeah. Like, I would have liked to see it a little more glam. Or yeah, and, and what I would say is, like, if this is your first opportunity for us to know who you are, are you a slutty nun? Is that who you are? I don't think right. so. You're a pageant queen. Well, yeah, because if you if you think about this to her runway, <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, it, big transformation. Um, but yeah, this I think the look was very it was stoned very prettily. Prettily, the foam hat needed something because it was very very plain compared to everything else. But it was uniqueness. It was unique. It was fine. I'll toot it just compared to some other people, but I was it special. Yeah, I was interested by the concept, but I didn't like the execution, so it's a boot for me. All right. Well, the audience went 52% toot and 48% boot, so everyone was mixed on that one as well. Next up, Madame Madness. Well, girls, this is a mustache. She is 23 years old and is the bearded queen of Netherlands. Um, and this is when we get more villain edit from Janie. Janie calls bearded queens a little bit lazy. I really feel like they had oblig they were like obligated to address it. So like they oh, were fully. like let's, let's say it that way. Yeah, and then again, like I, I'm someone who watches reality TV to a fault. Maybe this is a setup for some sort of drama the two of them will have at some point over um what it means to be a bearded queen. Um but she says she is super fierce, weird, madness, feminine, but a touch of masculine. There's no designers listed on her look. Um it's yellow and it's loud. It's got bell bottoms. She's got cool pink hair. The chest hair is on display. But we focus on Madame Madness's makeup because she is probably one of the best makeup artists on this cast. Well, and that's too what I thought when I heard the, like, you're going to call her lazy. Like, do you I, see what she did to her face? Like, I don't think Miss Fish would be able to paint like that ever. No. It's so intricate, so detailed, so clean. And also... If we're gonna say like the beard is like uh like a uh, advantage because you don't have to do the bottom half mm -hmm. of your face she does her beard right she does right. her whole Completely. beard absolutely and i think that's the thing um i don't know if they have a relationship outside of the show if they've met before or if this was a generalization of what um genie believes about bearded queens but madam madness is not that stereotype whatsoever no not for lazy mm -mm. Um, drag her for something else Exactly. Because uh, the look was not that great. The face, beautiful. The look was fine. Yeah. It's just, her makeup is so good that I was, I was really there for it. Yeah. And what's interesting is she doesn't have a picture of this look on her Instagram, but she has a picture of the face. So clearly she wants us to remember this face as opposed to whatever that check scariness was. Yeah. Um, but this was definitely one of those queens where she was like, I want to evolve from meh to major within the series. And she was like, I'm going to come out and you're going to underestimate me. And then bam, by the runway, you're going to love me. Yeah. I wonder too, if um, she knows she stands out already. So she's like, mm -hmm. maybe I don't have to try that hard too. Exactly. 
stand I out? still think because I think the face is just overwhelmingly gorgeous, I'm going to give it a two. I'm giving it a very sad, my heart hurts, but it's a boot. <laughs> All right. The audience went 72% to 28% boot. And I honestly think like most people are giving her the benefit of the doubt because of the beard. But we'll see. We'll see how the rest of the season goes with her. And again, like anyone else, if I saw her in a club, I'd be like, yes, you look great. It's just yeah. your entrance look. Exactly. Exactly. That's the walk around look. Yeah, exactly. But your biggest statement on a show? No. Yeah. Well, speaking of making a statement on a show, did anyone order a room service? It's room. No designers listed. She is 21 years old and she is known as the social media queen. And apparently Miss Abby, oh my God, had no idea who she was and actually thought she was there to clean. Funny. Um, when you got a name and a brand, lean into it. But I don't know that I've ever seen a maid look like that before. No. Also, it wasn't that good of an outfit either. No, not at <laughs> all. Um, I don't, I, and I called this material out last season on Canada's Drag Race with Priyanka. I don't know if this, this pleather vinyl just doesn't travel well, but it was so wrinkled. Yeah. Well, the thing too is when I see leather or, or like the vinyl, I really want it to be tight. Right. I mean, I and, we'll, and we'll see a beautiful tight vinyl later on. So, like, that's why I'm, like, did it not travel well, or is this intent? It didn't work. Right, because then it, when it's wrinkled, it looks just like a trash bag. Like, you know, like exactly. a, a trash um, bag with apron. And then the hair was just so uninspiring. Um, like, this is crazy. From someone who puts out these insane Instagram looks, this is how you enter Drag Race? <sighs> So I don't follow her on Instagram and I've never looked at her Instagram. So I don't have that context, but I, they were saying like, here comes the Insta queen. And I was like, uh, um, take a moment like, after yeah. the podcast to look at what room does insane. But now I'm like, oh my God, the amount of Photoshop that must go into these looks. Very disappointing. Very, very, very disappointing. Yeah. Well, it, like you said too, her wig was uninspired. To me, it looked like when like a queen styles their hair, their own hair for the first time. Like that's like what I would do my first time styling a wig and be like, wow, I'm so proud. Right. It, 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 <laughs> again, like compare what she had for the promo look. It's like, this is not the same person whatsoever. And her, um, uh, I don't know what it's called, but the thing in her hair, like her little maid mm -hmm. cap, it got lost too. Oh, you couldn't time. see it at all at all yeah so it's like why why bother yeah maybe it's a dutch thing maybe most maids in the netherlands use black and red as their maid outfit i don't know i've never been i'd like to go but um this was clue number one that perhaps the instagram queen is not a reality queen bum, bum, bum. i'm gonna give her a boot yeah it's a it's a boot for me especially because it took me a while to even get the joke. So if the joke yeah. was, the, if the, the whole, if the whole point was the joke, it still took me too long. <laughs> exactly. Um, the audience went 18% toot, 82% boot. We all agree. Exactly. Well, next up, Cedar Jean. Well, she's here and she's ready to win. And I say, Jimbo, is that you? Because she reminds us of last season, Canada's Drag Race Jimbo. Uh, she was born in the 90s and paints like she's in her 90s. Um, uh, she's only been in Amsterdam for a year. 
and Amsterdam is very lucky to have her because she's incredible. Um, hair by Gertiek? Question mark. Nails by Clawbox. Jewels by Bling 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 UK Drag Jewels. Um, we've got another leopard print, but this is how you do the right level of camp. Yes! Yes! I was so excited by the camp because um, I feel like you never see that anymore either. I feel like it's mm -hmm. all glamour or maybe sometimes horror. But this was like campy and not just yeah. a campy outfit. It was campy makeup. And I exactly. feel like people were so scared to do campy makeup. And you know what? Like we, we, there have been campy queens who have not made it on Drag Race recently because Drag Race has been leaning toward the fashion and modeling. And that's what makes a Drag Race winner recently. But this is a lot of where drag started. This is camp. Yeah. Um, I really feel like too, with the advent of Instagram also, it feels very much like being a look, turning a look instead of necessarily mm -hmm. like, being, like a statement or like being creative and like fashionable, not fashionable, but like interesting, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I know who she is based on this look and it's, I, I, it's easy to fall in love with her. Also all that luggage, like, I hope <laughs> that's what she brought to the show and said, this is where all my drag is, but I'm going to take all of it out so I can bring it for my workroom entrance. Yeah. I wanted to get wine with her. I was like, yeah. let's go get wine. And it's so <laughs> crazy that she's 26 years old. <laughs> yeah, I love that for her. I, 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 like, I appreciate like in, uh, a hot boy who's like, fuck it. I don't want to be a beautiful woman in drag. I want to do camp. I want to do what makes me happy as a performer. Well, and well, that's so what the, what's so cool about drag too, though, is like, I feel like people make their drag zone of the same as themselves, just like maybe a different gender. Mm -hmm. But like, why? It doesn't have right. to be. Because out of drag, I'm fairly certain Surge is like a leather daddy. <laughs> Not Cedar Jean, but Surge is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very excited. I know there are people who, who will lean toward fashion, like, no, this is a terrible look. But given what her goal was, this was an absolute two. Oh, it was an absolute two for me as well. Just selling camp, so fun, charming, charismatic. I was there. Yeah. 64% yeah. two, 36% boot. So I think that's where some of those fashion queens leaned over. Next camp up, we got Mama Queen. With her heart in the right place, the future is not far away. Interesting entrance line. And again, I'm going to say lost in translation because I didn't get it. No. <laughs> Mama was the first one out of drag in their confession look that I was like, oh, I thought you were part of the crew. You're, oh, no. You're, you're a drag queen? Cool. But that being said, what a transformation that you could turn that into such a beautiful face. Yes. And look at those cheekbones. Yes. They, uh, the drag sona and the boy sona, very different personalities. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Mama Madness, uh, whoops, Mama Queen, uh, calls her, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I apologize again. Madam Madness calls Mama Queen the seamstress of Netherlands, so she made this look herself. But I ask you, ma'am, why are you pregnant? <laughs> again, I think it was lost in translation. I did not get the story. Was there, was it just because her name has, like, Mama in it? I think it was something to do with her wanting to give birth to new queens in the future. I'm not really sure. Um, 
and I, I do want to make sure that I say that uh, based on their bio, they use the um, pronoun they, so I will make sure I say they. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what the narrative was for their look. That being said, I appreciate the message of what the look was. Um, their energy makes me, is probably the most where like, I feel like I would feel like I would gravitate towards them if we met mm -hmm. in real life and I would be yeah. like, yes, you, you got my back. Yeah. Um, but I don't love the look also because I feel like the whole turning a pride flag into a dress is overdone. Mm -hmm. Like, like every pride season we see, you know, 30 variations of people wearing a dress made from a pride flag. Exactly. Um, and I have to give them a little bit of credit for not just doing the standard rainbow, but for including the black and brown and the uh, trans colors in the arms. So again, I appreciate it. As a look of itself, no, no thanks. Yeah, I did wonder, um, the collar, wasn't there like tally marks on the collar or something? There was, and I'm not sure what it was supposed to be. Yeah, I want like, I want the story because I feel like if you do tally marks, that's a pretty bold statement, right. but I don't yeah. know what the statement refers to. Right, maybe maybe it's some sort of Dutch thing. And again, if there's a listener listening who knows what, if, if it means something, please reach out. I would love to know. Um, but yeah, and also I think that was human hair because we saw what happened in that water. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to, mm, mm, I'm, I'm going to in a boot. She gets That's a toot. She gets a toot from me for being original and pretty, I think, yeah. too. Because, like, her makeup is really good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So, I like, I think she gets a toot for creativity and stuff. And her execution wasn't terrible, just not the best. Yeah. Um, audience went 44% toot, 56% boot. Next up, Patty Pam Pam. Look by Patty Pam Pam. Hair by John Rule Gravemaker. Well, girls, does anyone still need to be done up? Cedar Jean says that she looks cute, but she cannot talk, and I think that will be the recurring theme this season. She is the proud. She is proud to be from Limburg as the Queen of the South. I love this look. I really do. Oh, I like orgasmed. I was like, this is amazing. I love this so much. <laughs> um, I mean, Patty Pam Pam is like my favorite. Um, I, I, I post, I, I commented on one of her stories and she responded and I was like, okay, we're best friends now. Yay. <laughs> um, I don't know if you you know, but during World Pride last year, she was the winner of Drag Wars at Pieces. No way. Yeah. Uh, the, you can see it on her um, Instagram, but she does this, uh, a video or a um, performance with a puppet and you can hear Shaquita say, I was there. I, she's like, oh, why can't I do this? I was there for that. Yep, she won. Mm -hmm. That's Patty Pam Pam. Wow. Right? That's crazy. I didn't make that connection, but yeah. Um, um, but this look, talk about it. Why is it so good? I feel like, okay, so this is another overdone concept, I feel like, but this is like the best version of it. I feel like so many people are always like, let's show the other side of fashion or like the deconstruction of fashion. But like this actually was... Like, this was it. Right. And, and again, it leaned in the right place of camp. Yes. Yeah. I, I just, most people would be terrified to wear that color as their base um, look because you look nude. But she made it work. She branded herself literally. 
um, and that what do do we call it a scarf? Do we call it a, a, a jacket? Whatever it was, measuring tape. It was so good. It was so cool how like her body was the mannequin. Exactly. The only thing I didn't love was the blue hair. I'm not sure what why blue hair of any color hair. Um, I probably would have gone blonde just to make sure everything was seen below because it was it did pull your eyes to the top a little bit. But overall, I'm a big fan of Patty Pam Pam. Yes, this was my favorite entrance look. And like the pins. Mm -hmm. So smart. Absolute toot. Yeah, absolute toot for me. 80% toot, 20% boot from the audience. And finally, Envy Peru. Surely don't think she'd let the party pass her by. Miss Envy Peru and the girls go, oh fuck, because they know who she is as she is the most famous queen in the Netherlands at the moment. She's 32 years old from the land of the Incas. Yeah, um, she, she, she knows how to do drag. Uh, the corset was by Bjorn Vandenberg. She's the only one who could pull off that hair because that hair is a choice. Okay, okay. Listen, I'm a lesbian. I loved the hair. The hair spoke to me. I liked it. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's great. I just, for most drag queens um, on this show, it's not going to work. This was high fashion. It was high fashion. Well, and the other thing I'll say about the wig too is when you have a cut like that, it's so hard to hide your, whatever your natural hairline is. And that's where I was like, wait, where was it? Because the confessional look, we saw a lot of hair. Yeah. And that's what I was so impressed by. Cause like, I, I know that like, I like those kinds of wigs, but I can't pull them off. Cause I cannot for the life of me get my hairline to like, just not right. exist. Right. You literally have to either shave it completely or sacrifice it for the look. Yeah. But, um, yeah. This look, she, she, she can stomp into the workroom. She knows how to sell a garment because she, she literally wore a corset and we're like, it is gorgeous. When most other people would wear a corset and you're like, you're wearing a corset that doesn't, that's bad. Right. Yeah, I know. And I feel, I feel, um, cause intuitively I'm like, oh, drag her for wearing, you know, like a corset and underwear, like every, like a bodysuit, like everything. Right. But I'm like, but she looks so sleek. Yeah. It, it, it was just well-made. Everything fit together. The gold uh, features, the black um, thigh highs, the black gloves. It was a well put together look. Yeah. And, and the hair with it too. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, the entire thing was just black and sleek. Mm-hmm. And then if this is a reason why she's the most famous drag queen in the Netherlands right now, I understand why. Um, but I, I will always comment that um, her makeup is very reminiscent of Raven. Okay. Um, from season two and All-Stars 1. I, I think they have a very similar makeup style. But it works. I give this a toot. Oh, it's a toot for me. Absolutely. Audience went 88% toot, 12% boot. The alarm sounds, and it's RuPaul wearing the same wig and maybe the same shirt as she did for the Canada's Drag Race videos. Um, As she says, Queen Maxima, you better watch out because I need you to put the T in royalty. For those unfamiliar, Queen Maxima is the spouse of King Willem Alexander. She is Argentinian-born and the first queen consort of Netherlands since Emma of Waldick and Piermount from 1879 to 1890. I'm not so familiar with the royal family tree of the Netherlands, but this sounds kind of important that she is now the queen of the Netherlands. (laughs) 
Um, I believe, as we learn later on, the family tree is Wilhelmina, Juliana, Beatrix, Maxima as the succession of queens. We don't have a queen here, so I don't really know the impact of queens in other countries, but we, we at some point we, we can imagine. We have a king going on right now. Uh, that's a different conversation. <laughs> but Rue does the message, and then Rue calls out, oh, Fred, and I immediately think of Chicago and Roxy before shooting uh, Fred Casely. I love that I had the same impulse. I was, like, ready to go. I was ready to start <laughs> singing. That's, like, that's funny. That's really funny, but all, all theater geeks, we're going we're gonna to make that connection. Are the intonation you... of it. Right. It was, it was, she knew what she was doing. Yes, she knew what she was doing. Um, Fred Van Leer arrives and judges the girls immediately while wearing a very interesting little headband. I don't know if that was like, I'm getting my hair out of my face because I'm about to go get into drag, but Fred Van Leer is a very interesting character, very charismatic. I don't know who he is. Neither do I. Um, he has hosted a bunch of um, things like Say Yes to the Dress and... Um, uh, I think Project Runway or one of those shows in Holland. So that's what he's known for. So I think he has some sort of big following when it comes to the Netherlands. Big enough to fill RuPaul's shoes, apparently. Does RuPaul host the international shows typically? Uh, RuPaul had done UK, but not Canada. Okay. So this is the, like, the third version because uh, um, Thailand, she did not. And Canada she did not. Okay so it's not out of the norm that she wasn't there. Nope not at all. But yeah I think it was interesting for this next point because Fred says that the winner will be crowned with a crown from Fierce Drag Jewels as the first Dutch drag superstar a cover shoot with Cosmopolitan and to top it all off a couture dress. Where's the money? Where's the money at? Where's the money at? But also you know, I don't want a couture dress that was pre-made. Right? I looked at that. I was like, okay, so that fits one, two, three, four people here. Are you telling me something? Or is this just like, okay, this is the one that goes in the showroom. I'll make you a new one once we finish. Yes. Well, because I was like, it would make so much more sense if it was like, you'll win a dress from this designer. Right. But I was like, the fact that they wheeled in this dress, I'm like, okay, that's not everyone's skin tone. That's not everyone's body shape. That's not everyone's not size. Like, uh, yeah, there was like four queens maybe who could actually fit in there. Yes. And I was like, what an interesting choice. So I really hope that whoever wins actually gets like it tailored or something. I, I agree. <laughs> now, again, we don't seemingly have a cash prize attached to this. Um, Drag Race UK, same uh, situation, but that was because it was produced by the BBC and the BBC is not allowed to give a cash prize because they are publicly um, funded. Understandable. This I don't think is the same case. So um, is this just the producers being like, ah, you don't need money. Work for exposure. Right. So if anyone knows the tea behind that, I would love to know. I'm sure Jake Yancey will make a video eventually telling us, but I was so flabbergasted yeah i clocked that too especially because you know how many thousands and thousands of dollars go into oh, this. so it's I mean, like you you want to tell yourself that like theoretically you could win it back right like the winner will get to wear the dress on the co- cover of cosmopolitan with the crown yeah that's not real, that, that that's like a competition prize it's, it, I, it's also like i think though too there's so much clout that like 
they can really just be like work for clout and people will exactly because the reality is drag is in the mainstream drag race is the mainstream of drag currently you get to tour the world people know who you are your booking fee goes up it all adds maybe adds up in the end but give them some money you, you got some money world of wonder i know you do even if it was like the wasn't it like what, what was the cash prize for season one wasn't it like twenty thousand dollars or something like that yeah they could have ten thousand dollars it was a ridiculous amount it was not even worth it but Fred announces that the first mini challenge will be the classic photo shoot. For those who don't remember, the giant water tank from season five was the same exact thing. I don't remember specifically, but I don't think there were like metal um, uh, barriers in between. Like if that was a full like f- shot, not something with like the, the in between, but we'll talk about some of those people getting in the water. Um, Jasper Syke will be their photographer. Unfamiliar with him, but those photos that they showed they were stunning they were stunning very photographer stunning. all right chelsea boy is up first and has a pose in her head but she can't get deep enough into the water poor girl yes i also wonder if these girls watch season five because i feel like that was the takeaway the takeaway right. was you have to like you have to go down deep that was the takeaway and i think <laughs> maybe i'm misremembering it but i'm fairly certain there were also some like bars that they could like push themselves down on I don't really remember it all that well. It's been a very long time since I watched season five. But I just, I feel like they're at a slight disadvantage this time with their water tank. Cedar Jean has a heavy ass and throws it to Fred. I think that was like a pillow, right? That was a Yeah. (laughs) If you're using pillow as your ass padding, that's funny. That's very funny. Um, She also cannot get under um, and ultimately gets a panty shot. Very campy moment. But then she loses that wig and turns into drag Voldemort but accurate (laughs) yeah very very funny room flops in back first loses the wig opting for her long natural hair and she just gives you feet what was funny to me about her was i really felt like she was going in like as a joke but then it like ruined her look so she like Mm -hmm. shot herself in the foot literally because you only can dunk your you can only dunk yourself so many times before like your eyelash glue is going to come off. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Like it's not. Or the the wig's just going to fly. Yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah, so I but, felt like she really like just to be interesting and fun, getting in the pool. She really like shot herself. Yeah. But then we have Abby. Oh my God, who is a mermaid, and it showed. Um, I guess that entrance look, entrance look was a benefit to her because she is a mermaid. I want to see the editing on it though, because like. You know, we she won. So I yes. want to know, did she really dive into the pool? First shot, glamour, no, like, wasn't <laughs> that? Or was that no, take- no, that was like shot number 12. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have Miss Envy Peru, who says sisterhood is no longer applicable. And I predict that they will be lip syncing against each other one day this season. Um, but en- Envy gives another stunning shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has clearly been in front of a camera before and she's very comfortable with it. Patty loses her wig and gets like a dying fish as her shot. It was very, very, very bad. Very bad. Um, Madam Madness is able to get under and lands a pretty good shot. I was, I was a fan of that. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like it was interesting to look at. Mama is long and therefore she can get down, um, but then swallows a lot of water and like burps and has just a very lifeless look in her eyes in her shot. Yeah. Megan is deathly afraid of water, and here is part one of things Megan will overcome this episode. Um, she finally gets in and does a pretty good job for someone being 
deathly afraid of water. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot she said that because she like walked right in. Yeah, it was almost like you setting us up for something, girl. I don't know. But I did when when she had that thought. I was when she said that. I did have the thought. I was like, "Can you swim? Like, is this safe?" Right. Well, that was why. Like, if you're definitely afraid of water, you usually haven't learned to swim or had an experience where you tried swimming and couldn't and had to be saved. So, right. I'm sure one of those pit crew members has a lifeguard certification. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and finally, Janie is the OG fish and is home in the tank. Um, she's very beautiful, and Fred is impressed and. That's going to be the theme of this episode. We love Janie. Um, all the girls are all on tuck, and it's time to get thirsty. And as Janie says, Mama is tall, has lots of hair, and Abby has the looks out of drag. Cedar Jean says Janie is lovely, and I kind of agree. Janie's very cute, but so is Chelsea Boy. Chelsea Boy is a very attractive man. No comment. <laughs> no. Then... Fred is feeling very overwhelmed, but excited to be there and to announce the winner of the mini challenge. And it is Miss Abby. Oh my God. And guess what she wins? Didn't she win makeup? No, she won nothing for the mini challenge. Oh my God. Yeah, this one, she won nothing for that one. It was the main challenge that was, there was makeup. But no, she won nothing. But then Fred gives them an assignment for the night. They have to answer what makes them so unique and distinctive and why they'll take the crown. Very rough translation again. I don't think those are the words that we're supposed to be getting from it, but cool. But they then each get like a fluffy journal that says, yay for today, and I fully expect World of Wonder to be selling it, and I fully expect myself to be buying one. They were kind of cute. They were cute. They were cutesy. Um, I, like, they've never journaled on the show, and that's kind of weird to say. Like, the drag queens are journaling. Yeah. They're going to talk about their emotions. Well, it was also interesting, too, because I feel like give us a why you stand out is like a moving on to the final three type right. of prompt. You know, yeah. like what makes you after you've proven yourself. So it seems weird that it's like, we don't even know you, but prove yourself. Yeah, it was it was a very, it was it was a choice, but I kind of appreciate it. And now that they have these journals, my question is, is this going to be like a weekly thing? Is that going to be their like thing? They have to oh journal God, I and talk. So. I hope so. I, I hope it's like I a like third classroom where they're like, now we journal. Like, I hope right? it's like that. And then, like, I hope they can, like, sign it and then sell it to the fans for, like, charity. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I'm just saying. Um, Madam says that if you can't answer the question of what makes you unique, why are you even here? I agree. I fully agree with that statement. I think that's something that again, we need to remember that line when we get to the end result of the episode. Because um, that was very important. Megan says she's an open book, but the one thing nobody knows about her is what will be revealed on the runway. They love setting up shit like this. So they, they are so excited by that. I was excited, though. I was, like, she did get me. She mm -hmm. wor It worked. I was like, okay, we can find out. Right, because everything preseason, total blindside. Total, I did not see it coming. Yeah. Um, it's elimination day. Patty slept horrible because it's elimination and someone has to go home. Most of the girls know what they're going to say on the runway, but as Cedar Jean says, saying everything in one sentence is a lot easier on Grinder. Tea. <laughs> um, Abby is going to go very slow and uh, she's taking her time as she starts a conversation with Room. Um, and she points out that Room is not a performance queen. Which is which? Uh, circling back to when I said earlier, like one conversation happened. 
That was the only conversation we saw. Exactly. And we're going to, we're going to learn a little bit here. Um, We're going to learn that Abby talks about being from Brazil and that she's been in Netherlands for 16 years with her boyfriend of nine years. And she's only been out for nine years, uh, which her family didn't take well. And she didn't talk to her mother for three years. I believe it was between ages 16 and 19. And that's hard as a teenager. It took her a while for her to gain respect from her family, but it seems like they're back together and they're happy. Yeah. I also don't have much cultural context either for what it's like to be queer there. Right. Um, so, I, so I wasn't really sure if like everyone well, was like, oh that, yeah, I relate or. Right. And that was what's interesting. I think most of her negative experiences happened in Brazil um, she was, it was almost, I don't know the reason for her to move to Netherlands, but again, in the research that I did, Netherlands is like the most queer friendly country in the world. Which is kind of what I thought. <laughs> yeah. So I think most of her, um, it was most, mostly Brazil, which we know is not queer friendly yeah. whatsoever. At all. Um, so I think it was really important. Again, I think these conversations are important. Drag Race has been leaning into having more of these mirror talk moments, are they getting repetitive a little bit? Um, I wish they would find new perspectives, but that's also why casting a show is so important because you cast the people for their experiences, not just what they bring in drag. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's especially because like, if you're, you know, you're not, no one's, no one's unique for being gay on this show. Yeah. <laughs> and like, kind I, of- I, I'm fully aware that I've, me, casting me on a reality show period is not going to get you the story that you want today. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm aware of that. I'm I'm okay with that. But some of these queens do have those stories and they need to be visible. They need to have their moment to share it. I mean, we there on Drag Race UK, we heard from Davina DeCampo talk about her experience and and what um the the troubles that she's been in through. It was very important to for for queer people to hear it and that's one of the benefits of this show show doesn't do great things but having an opportunity for queer people to discuss their stories as rue loves to say it's important and there's i think that's part of the reason why as of sunday drag race is the most awarded reality show in emmy history oh did it oh wow it, it swept okay yeah i really struggle with this one so much because i think it does so much by making queer culture mainstream but Mm -hmm. i think it's still so frustrating how um when things become mainstream it's the most palatable things that get kept and get like held space Mm -hmm. for so i I don't know it's really frustrating because it's like on the one hand i know that like if drag race wasn't so popular like honestly and this like sounds so dramatic but like honestly people probably like wouldn't be out in high school like they are now and stuff like that but on the other hand, I'm also like frustrated. It's just so weird to be like so critical of a show that also I know like has done so much. Exactly. I mean, spoilers for those who don't necessarily want to know spoilers for season 13. They finally cast a trans person. Mm-hmm. Finally. 13 yeah. seasons. And not including All-Stars where um, a contestant has uh, transitioned after the fact. 13 yeah. seasons. Yep. They still won an award for casting, but Which, what do I know? Well, and the other, and it'd be one thing too, if it was like, 
a show where maybe you could explain excluding them, but it's also like RuPaul owes her entire career to trans women. Absolutely. She would not have a career without trans people. So like to exclude them is like, yeah, I'll go. Anyway, uh, sorry. No, for- no it's, that, that's the show we're talking about. Next up, Rum says that her parents are still together and it's a classic religious family. Again, I'm not too sure what um, religious families in the Netherlands really means, but um, if it's anything like here, must not be great. Um, they took a while to be comfortable with it. Her dad was insulted by her being gay at first and her mother didn't want people talking about her, which is something that is a real thing. Um, I recently, on this weekend, had a conversation with my mom because she got a little drunk and talked about when I came out and she was like, I just didn't want people talking about you because we didn't know what was going to happen to you. I was like, okay, well, that's not really a concern of mine, but thanks for letting me know that was why you were so upset. Um, but I get it. I'm also not a parent, so I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know how it is. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Eh. It was, it was so, such a fun conversation. My mom yeah. I, 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 parent or not being more, see, wrong things to be concerned about. Exactly. Well, it is time for the runway because it's only 49 minute episode. We needed a little more, more time with that mirror messages, but it's okay. Cover girl plays. So we get our classic runway. Fred comes out looking like if that was a contestant on the show they would not survive the episode well that's what i wondered i was like did no one hire you a makeup artist did you do your own makeup have you ever done makeup before i don't i well that's the thing apparently fred has been had done drag for 16 years or 16 years prior i'm not sure the timeline let's hope prior not for I agree. I agree. Um, I hope these runways get better like i get it rupaul has a budget just for the looks Give Fred a budget, please. Get like get Mr. Man to make that dress for him. Well, and even like, even if you're you're not wearing a ten thousand dollar gown, you can still maybe be pretty. Exactly. And, <laughs> and I don't. I'm I'm assuming when Fred did drag, Fred had a drag name, but we're not referring to the drag name on the show. It's still Fred. Fine. That's fine. Just Whatever. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I was disappointed. I was like, can't someone please do his makeup? Yeah. Literally anyone. Yeah, one of the queens. Let him do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the judges. So it seems that Nikki Plesson will be a regular. Uh, she will be the right-hand um, woman for Fred. She is a Dutch fashion designer, model, and actress, and she calls herself a drag queen. Um, the guest judges include Klaus, Klaus Iverson, a Danish stylist and designer of the winner's gown, um and san wallace de vries a actress who's a super fan and played queen beatrix in a movie which is likely why she was there for this runway because the runway is queens um something new is we get a room message revealing that the runway is who's your queen as these contestants will serve a look as their favorite queen that's never happened before for the um shows that rue is not judging um, I'm curious if that was like added in post edit or if that's what the Queens heard as well. Mm-hmm. Very, very curious, but yeah. in honor of the runway, we were not going to play Tudor boot. We were going to play royalty or peasant. <laughs> we will discuss the judges critiques for the girls when we get to them, if they got critiqued on the runway. All right. And we are going to start off with Cedar Jean who did Marie Antoinette. Wig by Gertik, jewels by Nico Plinke, dress by Annick Ringoot, nails by Clawbox. 
When I say I screamed, well, I screamed. And that was before the reveal. The pies and the teapots and everything, I've literally never seen anything like this on a runway before, and I was in love. Yes, but can you imagine how awesome it would have been if she had, like, used the props? Oh, fully, but you know they were glued the fuck down. Yeah. Because they would have rolled around. I just wish she had, like, a loose tea kettle or something, and then she would have, like, like, grabbed it and, like, poured people tea on the runway or something. Right. Or or, or pull something out of your boobs or something. Yeah. But still, like, it was on wheels. I want to know how she got it to the show, because how do you pack that? Um, I loved it. It was so good. It it was the moment when I was like, I like Drag Race Holland a lot now. (laughs) Um, I did, I did gasp and I really was like, okay, wow, this was a good category too then. Cause I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, when we think of Marie Antoinette, maybe not the silhouette or the look that you expect from Marie Antoinette. I think if she did the white face, it would have completed the campiness of the full look, but Overall, I think the colors were stunning. Um, it, there was definitely a story to be told. It was very regal. The hair was sublime. Um, the jewels were exquisite as a compliment to the garment. I really, really loved this look. She, you, I appreciated that she was all in. Yeah. Like you could tell like this is a look that she really thought so much about and really was like executed it to her fullest vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so judges, Sane says that she was delight and likes to see people who don't take themselves seriously. Kloss was wishy-washy on if it was Marie Antoinette, but was what was underneath the dress made everything all right. I will say this is royalty. It is royalty. It is royalty. It has to be. Yes, the audience went 93% royalty, 7% peasant. I was watching that vote very distinctly, and I almost called people out, but I'm not that person. If you don't like it, it's fine. You're just wrong. You're just wrong. Next is Envy Peru as Queen Maxima, uh, hair by wigs by Golgi. Um, I personally didn't get the reference immediately, but Envy looks stunning. Um, it is inspired by the iconic dress um, Queen Maxica, Maxima wore when she became queen. I did think it was curious that if it's inspired by a dress that she came out wearing high thigh boots. Yeah, I didn't love it it was uh, it was beautiful but it wasn't queen fully well <laughs> i think honestly I, if i would have just seen it i would have been okay but go, but when she said um on the runway like i'm like so original and unique and like no one looks like me yeah and she's blonde in a pageant gown i was like i'm sorry you look like everyone yeah. else the hair was very, very much what Maxima's hair is. The tulips are very Dutch, so I got the reference there. Um, it was safe. It was there. There's no doubt about it that she was definitely safe this episode. Um, I will say I appreciated that she stoned her her tulips. <laughs> like that was attention to detail, but it's it's a peasant for me just because I feel like I've seen it. I've seen that's it. Fair, that's fair. Um, I'm gonna give it royalty because she did look stunning. Um, and I think there's just an Envy Peru bias to the audience. They went 80% royalty, 20% peasant. She looked, she looked good. Yeah, she did. I just wasn't, I wasn't inspired. Yeah. Next up, Janie Jackie. Um, Queen Bee. She was a bee. Look by Dung and Dirk, hair by Princey. 
she is not Beyonce. She has picked a B. And Honey Davenport is saying, fuck my drag. <laughs> um, she, she literally, she posted on a story. She's like, fuck my drag. And I was like, oh, poor honey. Um, the look is stunning. The way the yellow and black vinyl flowed seamlessly in the arms and perfectly down that body, that's how you do that material properly. Um, the gold embellishment on the front was beautiful. The wings, I didn't even notice until the second time around. The white fluffy collar was very regal. The yellow hair is flat and whatever. The challenge is queen. She didn't have a crown. Right. I think the only thing that was kind of regal, other than like the pun, was the wings kind of look like a cape. Right. But that's then, like a stretch. Right. And the collar like helped make it feel like if there was a steal the Freddie Mercury crown and you and, you, and it would have been a perfect look. I, I'm going to pretend that she lost her crown somewhere. It's not true. I don't know. But how do you come out without a crown? Like literally everybody had a crown except for me, yeah. two other people. Um. I, I I do like it though. It's a stunning look. And I almost wonder too if like the wig had more volume or something. Oh, fully, fully. Yeah. Or if um a beehive, what if we had like a beehive collar that was like around? Sure, absolutely. I, yeah. I think there's so much more that could be done with it. I mean, and then she revealed, didn't need the reveal. The reveal was fine. I think it was more in case she had to, you know, perform in it. Yeah. But this was not going to be a bottom look. It was not, she was never in danger of that. Um, Nikki found her just beautiful. She usually doesn't love yellow, but she loved this. Fred hates black and yellow, but loves this. So they really fell for Janie this episode. It was really funny to me when they were like, their critiques were their own opinions about colors. <laughs> right. Nothing like, about the garment or how it exactly. Um, I I'm gonna give it royalty. Yeah, it, it's royalty for me. Yeah, um, wish would have had crown, but royalty. Yeah, I mean that's my that was my biggest biggest critique. Frick, come on, girl. Audience went eighty five percent royalty, fifteen percent peasant. Next up is Room, who did the Evil Queen. No designers listed. Before you begin, Room did say on Instagram that her original look was a sickening Medusa, but the producers said it didn't fit the theme. I wish they would have allowed her to wear it and had the judges make the ultimate decision. Medusa may not be a queen, but she is a badass bitch. No, Medusa's not a queen. I say no. <laughs> it, it's, what I will say is what she would have worn would have been possibly better than Chelsea boys um but this are there was, pictures of it there they are on Instagram okay um this look was not the ticket this look was I went on Amazon and bought a bodysuit and then I put something on it but like something over it that was not even like made for this outfit no okay so <laughs> the color story was present on the corset you had the apple on the purple immediately understood what that was going to be the crown was kind of fierce the staff with the mirror, mirror was a brilliant idea. I was here for it. But that was the only thing Evil Queen about it. Um, that bodysuit, I think it was like some... A transformer? Robot. Right. It didn't make any sense to what the look was supposed to be. Knowing that this was a possible backup look, maybe she had to put things together. Yeah. No, because it really, really feels like 
two Halloween costumes that she was like, I can't decide that would be a robot or like something else. I'm going to put them together and like hope that's the category. Right. And I, I understand everyone's drag is what their drag is. Drag Race has certain standards, love it, hate it, whatever. Those were boots. Those were boots on the runway yep. of Drag Race. Yep. For Evil Queen runway. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't see the connection. Yeah. Sané didn't like, didn't realize it was the Evil Queen from Snow White until it was too late and thought the shoes were overpowering. Fred didn't like that she believes it's her way or the highway. But we'll talk about that later on. I just, I have to get a peasant. It just does not work. No, it's a peasant. Um, I maybe would have liked the idea, maybe, but no, none of the execution. No. no or no, even no. the modeling either, either. She did not sell it. No, and this is why I worry that, you know, you can be a brilliant Instagram artist, but it doesn't necessarily translate in reality. That's what room was. Audience, 20% royalty, 80% peasant. Next up, Mama Queen as Maria. Outfit and back piece by Mama Queen. Headpiece by Joran Van Dorsten. I don't know what the initial look was with the cross, but once she placed it down, I got what she was going for. This is like a drag version of what she was going for. It sparkled and shined. The light-up crown was campy, and the glittery baby face was very campy as well. But she wasn't. Nothing about her was campy. So I wasn't sure where we were supposed to feel about this look as a whole. It was very hodgepodge. Mm, okay, I can see that. I really liked this look. Mm -hmm. I was also raised Catholic, so like instantly recognized what it was. Right. And also I feel like um, Catholicism is one of those things that both feels very gay and homophobic at the same time. Mm -hmm. So like it makes sense for me to, to see it in a like drag context absolutely i really feel like she got hit hated on more than she deserved I think, so, I think so too um i really i didn't need that backpack that back piece i think that wasn't necessary for the full story she was going for because if this if the, her look was what we saw initially i think i would have been on board but we just had an extra moment where i'm like is, is it necessary yeah i don't think she needed it but i don't think it hurt it in my opinion. I was That's like, okay, it just signified to me that she was like, put a little extra work in. Yeah. Sonny thinks she looks fantastic. Klaus said that fabric wasn't his favorite and it was a pity with the crown and it looked like the Rotterdam Fair. I don't know what the Rotterdam Fair is because I've never been, but I guess they have light up Ferris wheel type thing. Uh, Fred loved the crown, but said, watch out for concepts. I overall, because I do like the second part of the look, will give it royalty. Yeah, it, no, it's royalty for me. I really liked all of it, actually. Yeah. Audience went 62% royalty, 38% peasant. Next up, Megan Schroenbrood as Diana Ross. No designers listed. Choices, 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 choices. I understand that Diana Ross references are present. Diana Ross is a queer icon, but I don't know if she is queen of the gays as much as other artists are. Well, uh, did Megan even have, like, she was she even committed to doing Diana, though? Because, like, she did, like, Judy, too. It, 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 well, well no, that, that was the thing. She did Dorothy, but she was trying to be Diana Ross in The Wiz Dorothy. But that was, that, that's not, this isn't that. She it had a basket. Not, that was the Dorothy. 
didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the necklace was atrocious. The pride coat was obnoxious and not necessary because we got it once you said you're Diana Ross. Um, the dog in the basket was not Toto. It was some blue thing. The dog in the basket could have been literally any plushie. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at it, like, it didn't even look like it was, like, it was picked a- for this. It really, no, not at all. I really think it was, like, I own a stuffed animal. Right. It's coming. Um, it was not good. The hair, fine. That's Diana Ross. That, that made sense. I think a discussion should be had that if it was appropriate for Megan to be doing Diana Ross. She is of Indonesian descent. I understand it. I, I, okay, I've been thinking about this a lot um, because I am like, you're pretty white passing. Correct. But like, I also don't know her history or her connection. So I'm like, so that's why I did not uh, criticize it, but I was like, it, it's, very... it's definitely on the line of is it okay? Is it not okay? Is it a conversation? Is it part of their culture? Because I, I don't know if I can't. I don't know her well enough at this point to know if she painted a little darker, but didn't look enough. I saw her, when you look at her boy confessional, like, I, like if I saw her in her boy, though, and her Diana, I would not have guessed. Like, if, if I played match the boy to the drag queen, I would not have matched them. Never, That's, never. I don't know. Because there's one thing where, like, I don't know the cultural context, but if this ha- if this was American drag race, I would. It would be bad. It would fly. Yeah. yeah, they would be gone. Um, Klaus said that uh, the gay icon was a little bit dangerous and needed to be flawless, which it was not. I'm definitely giving it a peasant. I also am very personally biased because it's like my least favorite aesthetic. Like Mm -hmm. I hate, like it just looks so tacky to me. So it's a big peasant for me. Yeah. The audience went 18% royalty, 82% peasant. Next up is Chelsea Boy, who is the alien queen. Outfit by Isabella Schultz, Jacob Koch, and Chelsea Boy. What a look. The black bodysuit and the extraterrestrial tail and the unique crown. It worked wonders together. And that makeup. Oh, so good. So good. Her eyebrows were so cool. I, everything so about it was cool. stunning. Um, I think this was another unique interpretation for the theme, but you can't deny how exceptional it was. Yeah. Well, because I was like, oh, I've never heard of Alien Queen before. Like, that's not really a... No, I bought it though. Yeah. Um, but it she's like she has an entire fantasy, and like I really bought it. Right, and and I think it's easily one of the most unique looks we've seen on Drag Race, and it's unfortunate that this was her week one because she's gonna have to top this every single week. <gasps> I don't know huh. how you do that. That's so true. Well, and the tail, how it had adds so much dimension, like it mm-hmm. was so stiff on its own. Right. And also. I um, will shout out anyone who's wearing like pleasers or like actual right on the show. Those were sexy. Those were high. Sonny missed the royalness and created distance with her, but Nikki liked it, told a story and, and was a queen um, to her even with those shoes on. I absolutely give you this uh, royalty. Yeah, this was my personal favorite of the runways, so it's royalty. 98% royalty, 2% peasant. Again, another runway that I was going to call people out for because I was like, what? We're going to say basic people who were exactly. like, no. Patty Pam Pam. It's Freddie Mercury. Look, we Patty Pam Pam crowned by PRMSs. This is how you win my heart. Freddie Mercury is my hero. Listen, I will not say this is a winning look. 
it's a bodysuit, thigh highs with a yellow jacket, but the interpretation was smart. It's a gender fuck drag version of Freddie Mercury, and Freddie Mercury is can do no wrong. I was so obsessed with this. Yeah. It was one of those things where, like, I was so excited because, like, I'm so excited to see any time a, a queen, like, actually buttons gender or, mm-hmm. or even just the fact that she picked, you know, like, a guy for the queen category. I mean, like, it's the ultimate queen. You're, like, yeah. so smart. <laughs> yeah, no, it was so smart. And I love the concept. But I was like, wow, I, you really look like, like, I could do that. That's my Halloween costume, you know? Yeah, it well, that's the thing. It looks like a Halloween costume. Um, it was a white bodysuit. And that's why I will, will not say it's a winning look. It's, it, it, I appreciate it for what it was. It was safe as all hell. It is safe even seems generous if you strip away the fact that we love Freddie. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, but again, compared to Miss Diana Ross, uh, it, she, she, she was good. She was good. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to give it a royalty simply because I was, I just loved what it did. It, it made an impact. It, it did. Peasant for me, just because not, not the look. That's but... fair, that's fair. And the audience went 61% royalty, 39% pe- peasant. I understand, I get it. I'm a little biased, but Patty, you gotta step it up. Yeah. And again, for someone who's a seamstress, I would have thought she would do something a little more elevated, but... I forgot about that. Yeah. Finally, we have, oh, next up is... Man of Madness, Queen of Hearts, no design is listed. Exceptional, exceptional, exceptional. The Queen of Hearts is a drag staple, and yet this was a unique interpretation of the character. Um, the red hair is dynamic. The shape plays very well with where that crown was placed. The gold accents on both the black and the red were a strong choice for royalty. But yet again, we're talking about her makeup because oh, it was so good. The hearts? Mm-hmm. How her mustache turned up into the hearts? Uh-huh. Oh. Um, I love, I love, love, love when people do like non-traditional mustache shapes or yeah, they do yeah. like, I don't know. I, I love it when people make human things not human in drag. And I just like, I could not get over how much I loved the hearts as her like handlebar mustache. It was so precise and well done. Like it was, it was Helena Bonham Carter's Queen of Hearts, but with a twist. Yeah. I was obsessed with this. And again, this is another one where Madame Madness is going to have to top herself week after week, and it's going to be very difficult because you're going to have such high expectations. Well, she she was like, she looked like she was in drag from like head to toe. She was. It you was, know, it, like her entire look was like drag. Mm-hmm. And then she did that little reveal with the, um, with the dress. It was just so very, very smart, and I'm absolutely giving her royalty. Yeah. Royalty for me. Audience went 93% royalty, 7% peasant. And then Miss Abby, oh my God, is the carnival queen. No designers listed. It's another stretch of definition, but a great homage to carnival and Brazil. I think green and gold are beautiful colors on her. Um, but if you told me this was a Vegas runway, I would have believed it too. Yep, 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 yep. Abby is going to show body and that's what she's done so far. I sincerely hope that she can bring something a little more diverse as the season goes along. Yeah, well, that's my thing, too, is I was kind of like, oh, this this looks like your entrance piece, but, like, with, like, a shoulder piece. Right. Mm-hmm. They weren't that different for me, so I wanted to see it. Yeah, I mean, maybe benefit of the doubt, she didn't know this was going to be runway number one. Not true. But, um... It was very, they're very similar. It was another safe look. Yeah, and I really did like it. I just felt like 
also it it's a look that already exists there's so many mm-hmm. examples of like this carnival variations of this carnival look yeah where like some of the other girls i felt like they invented something like they came up with a concept that wasn't just like a good version of something that we already had absolutely it did look good i'm gonna give it a royalty yeah she looked good i'm giving it a soft royalty <laughs> the audience went 69 percent royalty 31 percent peasant before they break for tops bottoms and safes Fred wants to hear their answers to what makes them unique and distinctive to earn the crown. And I'm going to paraphrase most of this and try to get it, but again, subtitles and trying to type, not the easiest. Envy says her passion for the community drive and modern approach to drag. She immediately says she was not happy with that answer. Uh, Cedar Jean says humor and a heart filled with love and a listening ear for everyone. Jeannie says, as a little boy who had always believed in himself with her talent and charisma, can encourage others to believe in themselves. Room says she is the definition of what drag should be, pure creative expression without listening to others, without format, and without rules. And that's going to be a big sticking point. Mama says they're Holland's next best drag superstar because she is the iconic universal mother. Megan says, it's time for the reveal. She is deaf. And all woman, human, and versatile. Okay, so no one knew she was deaf. She is 80% deaf. And in her judging, she breaks down and says she can't hear sounds. Um, but what took me out of this moment was the underscoring. Because they immediately started to play RuPaul's song, If I Dream. And I was like... No, this is a sincere, personal moment. Do not give me RuPaul music. Yeah. Well, it's also kind of groundbreaking, too, because, like, I don't think there's ever been any, like, differently abled people on the show ever. No. So, like, it does seem kind of rude that we couldn't just, like, sit with it and appreciate. Yeah, and and I, I... This is definitely going to be, we're going to hear more about it because it's important, it's necessary, and it's a very interesting story because she says she's 80% deaf and I believe in one ear, but, and she can't really hear well out of the other. Your job as a drag queen is to listen to music and to perform. That's overcoming so much. And I like give her mad props and I want to know what she is able to hear. I mean, that's, apologies, that sounds really horrible, but like, what how is she able to be such a strong dynamic performer with this disability when it's such an audio performance art yeah and that's why i was so excited and like um because just because like it's not it's not a representation that we've had at all and Mm -hmm. it's also not the expected kind of like disability either um because like you said so much of drag is focused on auditory yeah so i'm excited for her story Will we see much of her story? If this is what we're getting to, two looks in, and um, I don't know if, if Megan's too strong for this season, but I think this is an important person for the franchise. Yes, yes. Next we have Chelsea Boy says, with her drag, nothing can stop you from celebrating your infinite inner strength. I like that one. Um, Patty says she takes the crown because alongside a fantastic sewing box, she has a very deep trick box. And this is why Patty can't talk. I'm going to say another one lost in translation. Madam Madness says she's plen- she plays with gender identity and can show that anyone can be who 
he wants to be. Again, I'm not sure if this was a translation or if we're flipping pronouns once again. Yeah. Abby says she is the very first Brazilian queen, drag queen on Drag Race, and she wants to make her homeland and Netherlands proud. Those are your answers. Yeah. Cool. Um, I guess what I just kept laughing because it felt like a lot of people were really trying to say they were like so different and unique and like they and a lot of them too were really trying to be like I'm like the gender challenger or something mm-hmm. like that and like these are like primarily like skinny white cis men who look like women. <laughs> right. It was <laughs> they were they were typical pageant answers and not good ones at that. Yeah, but it was, it was interesting to me too, though, because I really did feel like everyone wanted to prove that they, like, were queering gender, and I'm like, are you? Yeah, exactly. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> well, Envy, Peru, Miss, Abby, oh my god, Madam Madness, Patty Pam Pam are all safe. Rude. Friend says, girls, bye girls. Do you agree with those safe girls? Madam, no! No! I was shocked. I was like, how? I mean, for, I mean, we'll get to it later, but I was like, Madam's safe and Janie's not? Oh, interesting. Okay. It was really just Madam that I was like, how? Like, you're really going to look at that and say safe? Right. I, how? I, I, based on what we learn later, maybe, maybe the answers played a big part in it. Maybe. I don't know. We get a little bit of Untucked Jr. Very, very, very brief. Again, we only have 49 minutes. We've got to pack it all in. Room plops down on the ottoman, and the girls start to chat. Madam thinks she should have stepped it up after looking around the room, which is maybe the producer's way of saying, well, they made a mistake. She believes it, too. Um, Room says that her critiques weren't that bad, but she knows she could have done better. And that's all we get in that little Untucked moment. Fred has made some decision, and it's time to bring back her girls. It's the first decision of the season, and it's already causing waves of controversy. Cedar Jean is safe. Chelsea Boy is safe. That means Janie Jackie is the winner. What? No. She may have been the fourth or fifth best of the night. Literally, though. Uh, What? No. I like her a lot, but no, it's not right. Not right at all. As the winner of the night, she gets a makeup studio prize package worth 1,000 euros. I don't know what that translates to in American dollars, but it sounds like a nice little prize. Who was your winner of the night? Um, oh, I'm blanking on her name. Chelsea Boy was my winner. I agree. Yeah. Like, how would you not crown that as the winner of the night? Like, it was so good. Well, it's just one of those things, too, where I feel like I could look at it for hours and be captivated. Mm-hmm. It was art. It was walking art. Yeah, because, like, so many looks like I can look at it and be like, oh, I, I get it. But, like, her, it was so compelling to me. Yeah. Mama Queen is safe, leaving Room and Megan in the bottom. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. I, I agree. I think it was... Definitely those two. I mean, Mama could have been in the bottom. It would have been right if she was. I also want to see more of Mama, so I didn't want her to be in the bottom, because I feel like she is going to contribute a lot to the character of the show. Yeah. And you can't have two very tall queens um, lip syncing against each other. That just makes no sense. (laughs) They they, they both have to be 6'4 out of drag. 
I almost wonder too if that's why she like wore boots instead of heels. Was she like, I'm t- so tall, I don't even have to wear heels. Right? I don't know. The song that they're going to lip sync to is Express Yourself by Madonna. Very strong choice. Very good song. Um, good luck and don't fuck it up. I will not try to say it in Dutch, but by the end of the season, I will figure out a way to master it. I will say it. Room is a Madonna fan, so let's go. But look at Megan. This is her story arc. This is her episode. This was no way she was losing this. Um, I think Megan's energy is just outmatched Room who was just walking around and looking at places that should not have been looked at. I thought they were both bad lip syncers, but um, one of them at least looked like they had been on a stage before and like Literally. were committed to like telling, one of them looked like they were aware that they were performing. The other person looked like they were like walking through the number in their head backstage before they did it. Yeah, it was, I mean, we've learned that room really had never performed live before and it's proof i'm not saying don't cast instagram queens on the show but if you want your instagram queen to have a track record and do well kind of like an aquaria make sure they have full experience first because it's kind of embarrassing to room in a way where it's their reputation is like you were first out in drag race holland but they're so talented in the digital world. Mm, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, I really felt like their performance was like me when I'm like walking down the street in my head. Yeah. Like it's like not the, like not the actual performance. She's a bedroom queen. Yeah. <laughs> we all are right now. It's true. Megan stays, room is eliminated. And apparently when they get eliminated, they get like a big participation button bow thing. I don't, I don't know what that was. Uh, must be a Dutch thing, and if someone wants to tell me exactly what that is, I would love to know because I don't know much about it. The show always ends with the host saying goodbye with a send-off with a, some line or something, but not on tonight. Rue's video shows up with her saying the classic, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? Poor Fred doesn't even get to say the freaking line. Yeah. I don't know what it would sound like in Dutch, but I'm sure it's better than having a RuPaul video playing (laughs) i honestly hope it's a one day thing or like a one week thing i hope next week fred gets to end the episode is that because you think it's weird that they're like pretending ruse there when she's not or is it because fred is the host yeah it's his show you want him to host it give him that stage you know fair can you feel the love was the end music as they all dance around is it possible that will be the final challenge song that they will perform if they win? Or if they're in the finals? We'll find out. That's been the track record recently that whatever the um, last song is, is going to be the final lip sync of the, the lip sync challenge of the season. So we'll put a little pin, uh, pin in that and see if that's the case. But I got some burning questions before we go. What do you think Room's legacy will be? Hmm. I guess if they're good on Instagram, then they're probably probably going to keep turning looks, right? Yeah, I think that's it. I think they are probably going to be contractually obligated to go on some sort of tour around the Netherlands, let people see them. They're going to perform one song. And then they're going back on Instagram and they're going to make a lot of money with uh, some cosmetic companies. I was going to say, I think they're going to like have like a make, they're going to have a makeup palette or something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I think Room was an interesting character. I don't think we had enough time with her. I also um, was surprised by her exit. 
she seemed like a very sore loser. She did. I mean, I'm not saying all 21-year-olds are immature, but most 21-year-olds aren't quite mature yet. Yeah, I was just kind of shocked because she, like, and she, like, was stomping, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um... And I don't know if maybe, like, I don't know if it was supposed to be, like, tongue-in-cheek, too. Yeah. Like, like and I couldn't tell if it was tongue-in-cheek or she was, like, actually kind of, like, copying an attitude. Right, and I think a lot of that may be because she was a little salty on Instagram also with this um, exit. And I think she may have been upset because this was not the look she prepared, nor did she want to get eliminated then. Yeah, but, I mean, if if you didn't do the category, like, that is your sure. fault. I agree. Like if your first look wasn't the category, that's that is your responsibility. It's true. Were you surprised by the English to Dutch ratio for the episode? Yes. I didn't have expectations though, so part of that could have just been me not um thinking about it more. But I was surprised there was any Dutch at all, and that's just me being a meat so American. Why? <laughs> because, like, the trailer that we initially got was all in, in English. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, fine. If you want, if, if they're, they're a country that also speaks two languages, they speak English 90% of it, fine, I get it. But I was actually happy for them that they got to speak in Dutch. Yes. And final question. After one episode, who was the winner? Chelsea Boy. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I think Chelsea Boy is definitely up there. They want us to love Jamie. And I'm not sure why. I haven't been sold yet. I haven't either, but we had a very good episode. They they told us she's a great drag queen. So we'll find out what happens to her this season. Where can we find you on social media and Venmo? Yes, I'm on um, Instagram and TikTok at Shay, S-H-A-Y, they, like the pronoun. And Venmo, Shay, S-H-A-Y, 212. There you go. Well, it was an absolute pleasure chatting about Drag Race Holland with you. Yes, this was so nice. Thank you so much for having me. It's of course. good to have a little queer moment in Ohio. Yes. <laughs> a huge thanks to Shay for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me your favorite episode. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.